0: Hello, welcome to episode number 339 of the Apolog podcast. I'm your host, Simon Head. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by BetterHelp.com. Get convenient, safe, and secure online counseling today. You can connect with the therapist of your choosing in minutes by taking the online survey. Use the code word APOLOG to get seven days of free counseling when you go to BetterHelp.com slash APOLOG. If you want to support my work on a monthly basis, go to Patreon.com slash APOLOG pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees and you can cancel at any time go buy a t-shirt from apple slash shop and itunes please itunes why do i keep calling it itunes for apple Podcasts? don't forget to subscribe rate and review the show give it five stars please like and share on facebook by going to facebook.com slash Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at SimonHead666. And also, don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, because I've been on Spotify now for the past uh, eight months or so. And uh, it's been fun. It's been fun. I mean, it's fun watching a little bit of growth there. Uh, The show is getting to be kind of old, and it's kind of fun seeing it being treated like a new show. All right, so today on the show, I have Mason Lowe. Mason Lowe is the drummer of a uh, band based out of Seattle called Bread and Butter. He's just announced his debut solo record called Morning People, and it's due out in the end of June. He's starting uh, streaming a, a new song that came out actually earlier this month, which you'll hear on this. It, the record label is Seattle's Kill Room Records, and the song Plastered is, it's just a great song, and you'll hear it later uh, on, the, on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mason Lowe, On the Apple Lab Podcast. How are you?
1: I, I'm good. I'm just wrapping up a long week here. At work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How's what? What is work? What do you do?
1: So I work at the Pike Market Senior Center and Food Bank, okay. which is a, a human services agency here in the uh, kind of famous Pike Place market
0: in Seattle. I've been to Pike Place. I think there was a Starbucks right there, wasn't there? Like an original oh. one of the original Starbucks?
1: The original one is in, in is here in the market. Yeah,
0: I've been to that Starbucks, and it was like in nineteen ninety ish, ninety 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 one ish, I think. Yeah, I remember that place. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been to Seattle, but I mm-hmm. I love I love that. That was the second show I ever played on tour. Was in Seattle. At, oh, uh, it was on the Ave, and it was a place called. It was with Down by Law, um, on their first tour. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I can't remember, but it was the Ave. I remember we were going, we didn't know where the, it was like called Preach EBS, and we're like, how do we get to this place? And you're like, oh, you're in the wrong part of town. You have to go to the Ave. Mm-hmm. Is that still a, a term that the kids use?
1: Yeah, it's University Way, so it's right next to the University of Washington. And
0: uh, the Ave has changed a lot, but I,
1: I spent a lot of time dicking around <laughs> on the Ave, for sure.
0: I saw Sean Lennon and Babe the Blue Ox around that area in is that Seattle? Yeah, the Seattle. Yeah, was Seattle. Yeah, Babe the Blue Ox. You remember? Ever heard of that band?
1: Fantastic Gosh, band. I, I've heard of it. I I, I don't think I could. Yeah. I could. Amazing band. Place the music.
0: Yeah. Google that. <laughs> Tim Finn. <laughs> so uh, so music. Uh, you you know you've been playing music your whole life. Is this something uh, you 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 know I I always meet a lot of interesting people who are basically lifers who found a means to just to keep in in art and it sounds like you've sort of stayed close to it which is kind of cool
1: yeah and i always i always did it as part of a band because it's so good to have a band just have a handful of really close friends that you get together and do difficult fun things with um and i kind of goof around on the side and, and do my own stuff but uh it, sort of like the the social aspect of a, of a band has always been a huge part of the appeal for me.
0: Yeah, a lot of people say it's like a being in it's like being in a little gang. Your gang, oh for sure, all the inside jokes, um, all the isms, and all the luggage as well, right?
1: Or like having three or four girlfriends or boyfriends.
0: Yeah, also absolutely. And that you know can be okay uh, when you found a, a nice group, of, a coupling of people. Uh, are groupings of people? I guess that's the word, where mm-hmm. people have a common interest and goals, and it's tough finding people that are compatible. You know, and when you're young, it's it's actually hard, but when you're old, it's harder. I feel.
1: Oh yeah, way harder.
0: Yeah, yeah. kind of gets set in your ways, don't you? When it's like, you know, when you deal with stuff, and being an artist and a musician for so many years, you kind of get sick and tired of same old, same old stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
1: Well, and I I look, you know, I, I work. Part of my job is working at a senior center, and I see people as they get older sort of isolating more and more. And so I'm, I think there was a time a few years ago where I was like, I'm just gonna stop being in a band at some point. But now I think I will probably always be in a band on some level if I'm able.
0: Yeah. Well, there was the time when technology caught up, and you could have a laptop. You still can have a laptop and make a band and put some drums down and play on it and put a record out in a week. But there's Mm -hmm. something really special about having a bunch of people who are, like I said, think like you, um, sometimes dress like you (laughs) and, 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 and get along and make, make this type of collaboration because that's sort of, I think what we are missing a little bit these days when it comes to like people like bands are like the bass players over there and the drummers way over there. And, you know, in different, sometimes different countries or different States, but, uh, you guys are all sort of circular sort of in uh, centraled
1: well, bread and butter, which is the the main band I, I've been in for years, is yeah we're all we're all in Seattle but but the record that I've just released is it is it's just me
0: yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: so as, as much as I like being part of a band, I wasn't able to for a while, and i I just went bonkers in the studio.
0: Well, that's cool. I mean that's 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 uh Did you have your own studio? Did you did you go to studio? I do. Yeah, yeah.
1: I have I have a, a pretty well kitted out basement and um we've done a lot of demoing and uh in there and I've recorded other acts down there. So I kind of had everything ready to go.
0: Mhm. Do you find it harder when you are solo, to be on a timer?
1: What is it like Duke Ellington supposedly said? I don't need time. <laughs> I need a deadline. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think I'm pretty good at setting deadlines for myself. I'm, uh, I can be pretty hard on myself. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, so like if if I've decided like i'm gonna i'm gonna record this weekend, I will make myself do it even if I don't feel like it, and a lot of times you don't get great results that way, but occasionally, you know, you'll get one of those days where it just clicks and hours race by and And you know you went in at ten in the morning and you've come out and it's ten o'clock at night, and the birds aren't singing anymore and you haven't eaten, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and it feels amazing, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, do you generally go in with an idea, or do you go in with no ideas and come out with a song, or do you not leave until you have something, or is there? do you have a point of, like, this is it, I've done enough, or uh, what's, what's your regimen? I usually
1: always have some idea. Like, I will come up with a vocal melody and some chords. Yeah and a little bit of an arrangement, and I'll, and I'll demo that on my phone throughout the week um, to the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do one of those things where I just make myself do it. Here we go. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's my general MO. I, I, I have a good idea where I'm headed
0: yeah yeah and yeah because having a basement studio like my stuff's in my basement too i don't write as much as i used to but there are my studio used to be in a different part of town and i always found it very frustrating pre smartphones where mm-hmm. i had this idea and i put actually put it into my uh my um answer machine i'd rec- uh-huh. record it in my answer machine yeah. and then go to the studio and then have it and then have something to do and then like quite literally stay until it was done and um I mean time cat you know, time is a is, is very important commodity as you know, you know, I'm I just had a new baby born at that time and it was like I didn't have enough time, you know. So mm-hmm. having and I moved the studio out of the house for that reason. And mm-hmm. uh, but it's tough when you get that idea and you gotta put it somewhere and then you gotta go and you gotta put it into things and then um, how are, are you an efficient recording engineer when it comes to doing your own stuff?
1: I think so. I'm not a prof- uh perfectionist but i have you know i've been doing this for a while so i have okay technique and i i tune my drums and i i have a good idea of of what i'm gonna do i don't i don't do like a whole new drum sound for each song i usually have a pretty much standard thing and then i i'll start to get cute with uh guitars and other percussion um Yeah, and then or it can be fun to just experiment. I at one point I you know, you keep reading about how in the sixties or something they had these plate reverbs that were as big as a king-size mattress or whatever. And I I probably can't do that, but I bought a contact microphone and I went and found a piece of sheet metal. Um, you know, about as big as a stop sign. I, I went down to the local hardware store and I found their sheet metal. <laughs> and I'm down there like at, you know, nine o'clock on a Friday night and I'm picking up each one and kind of tapping it, <laughs> trying to find the most musical one. And the, the some employee came by and she must have thought I was just the biggest drugged out tweaker ever. <laughs> but you get that and you can, um, I suspended it from the... The beams in the basement. And I just hung it in front of the drums with the contact mic. And you get this crazy reverb. You can't, you've got to tuck it in the sound because it's it's a little out of control. But I love being able to have the time to do weird crap like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I used to have where I worked had this big theater and I would reamp, I would send drum tracks through this big old PA and then mic the room. Mm -hmm. and bring that back to the studio because i had a pretty live room for my drums Mm -hmm. and i really like live live sounding drums i don't like to sort of tape them down but uh, that was always a kind of a cool thing because you could and then you could set delay points and you can kind of set it so it's like like a little slap you know and then Mm -hmm. oh yeah i used to love stuff like that you know and i'm pretty utilitarian now when it comes to making drum sounds i got them i kind of set them up put four mics on it and the bam you know because right yeah. now it's sort of like if i want someone to play drum i can just ask someone to play drums on it who are better at drums than me and then i can have a so it's, it used to be about i'm just going to make this and it's going to be my thing and then ah, it's i like that i like working with other people now as much as i can yeah but it's tough it's tough right now um are you uh, are you planning to tour and and promote this on a on a touring aspect
1: I am going to need to see some kind of um, hunger for it out there. So right now it is a digital release and I am putting together a group of friends of like former bandmates and new friends and people that I go camping with. Um, and we're, we're, we're learning the, the songs on the record that can be played live and it's, it's gone great. I haven't, Um, played guitar and sang in a band in a long time and it's kind of hard to give up my seat at the drums Uh, but it's been it's been a lot of fun Mm -hmm. Uh, it's like sort of like creating a new band and yeah and we'll see We'll yeah.
0: See I've had conversations with people that do solo projects and and they find it much easier to go back to the other band that they were in because it's like they understand like oh my god I have to carry all this load and all this weight to be the solo musician that it's 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 liberating for a while and then it's like okay I just got to get back to the to the do you know to the band aspect where everybody has mm-hmm. a job cuz yeah. it's it's you know it's tough it's tough going out there you know um so have you um you've been playing a band your whole life, right? I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So did you ever make it up to like Vancouver or outside of outside of the States? Uh yeah, we I've played uh Vancouver a handful of times. Yeah. Cause work permits and all that stuff is always tricky. It's it's been better the last seven or eight years. I definitely remember
1: when you come up, like you can't bring any of your gear and you've got to give them some line at the border and now the the venues will give us a piece of paper to hand over and it's been all right.
0: Yeah. Cause I guess if you play a handful of venues, they kind of all pitch together to to make sure the work permits are covered. Um, I finally just got mine cause I'm a touring, I do sound for bands. So I finally got just so we can go do shows in Buffalo, but Mm -hmm. uh, it's not cheap. It's not cheap to do. And apparently it's going up like, especially Mm -hmm. to get into the States um maybe it's like canadians like come on up come on up you know <laughs> but getting down that way is tough
1: oh I, it, it seems like when i was in my 20s getting to canada was just harder than anything it would be the hard you just couldn't do it you had to do it you had to sneak it do it sneakily
0: yeah and
1: now it sounds like the tables have turned cause it's
0: <laughs> well it was it's both easier ways. To, it was both uh-huh. ways. both directions was tricky. Cause you mm. get there, and your whole tour relied on the fact if you can get into the states. In my case, and we'd just be sitting there, and nobody would say anything. Once we get like around the corner from the border, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we figured it out, we lied. Yeah, there's always some bogus, like, we're going to record somewhere or something.
1: That's yeah, that was the story. If you had your guitars with you as you were recording,
0: or you jamming, <laughs> that never works. I, if I was a border crossing guard and the, a bunch of dudes came in a van. And they have like guitars and drums and t-shirts. And they're like, where are they going? Okay. All right. Yeah, um, the band Descendants used to put all their t-shirts in their cabinets, their guitar cabinets. Oh, uh-huh. They would stow it away. Yeah. We, we have um,
1: a, a lot of friends who are in bands in Vancouver and we will often have them ship boxes of merch to us at the mm-hmm. beginning of their tour. And then they could pick them up on their Seattle show and, take a take it with them down i5
0: yeah oh yeah. there's a town uh, going down towards california called weed have you been oh, yeah. weed i mean we stuck Reed, a california? sticker on weed yeah. california yeah <laughs> we stuck a sticker on the i mean it's funny it's like hey look weed let's stick a band sticker on it and then you go there it's just riddled with band stickers like ah oh, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> then uh, yeah i guess it's easier for you to just travel down that way anyways right cuz it's yeah what is it 8 hours 10 hours of drive it's a, it's a long one. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's an all nighter
1: if you're going down. Yeah, at least.
0: Do you go down there much? or Is that a? It seems like the
1: mecca. We, we did. We did uh, bread and butter. Did a good amount of touring in 2017 and 2018. 2017, we went from Seattle all the way down to Tucson, which is right near the Mexican border, and back in my my little uh, Chevy Astro. <laughs> and we made a i think we made it as far as northern california the next year and then we went up to vancouver and uh played vancouver island a few few places out in vancouver island
0: victoria was it it Mm -hmm. used to be called harpos i don't think it's called harpos anymore Mm -hmm. there's a place called harpos there and it was right on the water you could see the water from this venue it's probably called something else now yeah but uh yeah, it's been a while since I've been that way. I used to work for SNFU, so I'd tour all over western Canada and go into like the western states and we went, yeah, but so I, I know that I know that road well, that I-5 and uh driven it many many nights, many times. Mm-hmm. The trick is, is if you ever try to go to Boise from from some, from Washington state, it's the worst drive. It's maybe it's better now, but I remember it being really brutal, like two-lane roads and Yeah. In sketchy mountainous, you know, traverses. Uh, Yeah, yeah.
1: I used to. um, I played in a, a country band, sort of a weird art project of a country band in like 2009, and we we were in Europe for a while, and we had a like a booking agent there who would drive us around in his like bread van to shows, and like we had a show, we went from somewhere in like rural belgium up to Leewarden in in the netherlands and it was like a 90 minute drive and and the 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 booking agent was like oh i love you americans and canadian bands you know like european band if you're in the van for more than 45 minutes everyone's <laughs> complaining but you know americans and canadians like 45 minutes is nothing it's
0: nothing yeah <laughs> Just, try driving uh-huh. to winnipeg from here it right. sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i've toured europe a bunch of times i love europe i love playing there i love I, yeah i haven't done sound there but i love playing there because it feels like and i and this is i've said this a few times but when you're in germany it feels like there's an extra thousand years of culture that people just in their dna they just get it more they they understand and there's no like image-based music television there in the early 2000s and in the 90s which i think really helped. Really helped, especially Mm -hmm. 30-something-year-olds like myself going to Germany to play shows. It's like, it's almost unheard of, right? I mean, it was unheard of to play popular music in your 30s back Mm -hmm. then. You know, probably still is, I imagine. I don't know. Will you tell me? (laughs) They did not. The country band I was in, it
1: was like everyone wore like a black Western outfit and a black Stetson hat, and the singer had this deep voice. And everyone wanted us to play Johnny Cash songs. Mm. And we didn't. We didn't know him anyway. Like, we were a bunch of rock and roll guys kind of doing dress up country. Um, we were like diva with a doom, tic-a-tum, tic-a-tum, tic-a-tum yeah, yeah. beat. <laughs> that was really what we were. And, and a lot of, if we were not in a big city, people hated us. Really? They hated us. They, oh. didn't, they, didn't, they didn't get the joke. They didn't think it was funny. Wow, well, yeah. But you know, but when you do, and you when we were in Germany, people got it. Yeah. they loved it. They got a kick out of it.
0: Yeah, Europeans and sarcasm sometimes doesn't it doesn't work. Sometimes, I don't know what it is. Yeah, that yeah. might get lost in
1: translation a little. It bit. does. Yeah, yeah.
0: Cause, yeah, I I remember I was interviewed by um over there, and and I go, you know, I'm sorry, I I seem sarcastic, and I I want to make sure that you know, I I'm not trying to be ill willed. I'm just. Sarcasm, and I said, "Sarcasm is the lowest form of whip wit." And she goes, "Well, I like to make sarcasm." And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> by saying that, y- you don't know, you just still don't get it. <laughs> right. It's still not working." <laughs> oh man! But yeah, y- Europe is the way to go. I mean, y- uh, have you? I mean, it's changed a lot over the past twenty years. Because I was not there. The last time I was there was 2010. So it feels like it's it's even between 2003 to 2010. It seemed like. A lot of shifty, shifty change, really? especially with with the um, people really loved music and really would go out. Like I remember hearing stories from like the No Effects guys saying, "Oh yeah, they just go and spend their whole week's worth of wages on on shirts and merch." And I don't think that's the case anymore. I think music is probably
1: sinking as a as the it, it's it's losing some esteem. Over the years, yeah it, I think there are other ways for people to get together, and there's other things for people to obsess over, and I think instead of being depressed about it, you could just sort of use that as a, a challenge to to do better, but you know boy, the video games that they have now, like if I would have been tempted with those as a kid, I probably would have skipped that extra hour playing guitar, you know?
0: I was thinking the exact same thing. It feels like that the sensory overload of communicating with a computer kind of nullifies the fact that I can go to a venue and meet my peers and hang out with my buds and go watch a band and say whether or not they sucked or not. It doesn't matter. I think that type of community is, um, it, it's all online now. Yeah. Right?
1: And in some cases it's, it's, just as good or at least good enough yeah to get to get to get people what they need i
0: don't know well that's interesting that's an interesting comment about how music and you're right you know it is it's a type of like well i can just get it for free um there's no ownership i don't own a record really anymore i just have it on my phone um there's no like because I remember, you know, I bought a record and I just like look at it and take the plastic off and like hold it and go, this is mine. You know what I mean? Nobody touched my records. And, mm-hmm. and that's such a sense of ownership now that I don't think really exists. You know, I have a 20 year old son and like the way he treats his laptop is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like this really? <laughs> There's no like this is mine. Don't touch it. It's like I hear it dropping from the bed to the floor and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah there you go it's like it's lost it's gone you know Hmm. sense of ownership yeah
1: is there not something a little bit beautiful about that though i don't know maybe (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm just saying this as someone who's been in enough bands that you know there's boxes of unsold records and cds accumulating in my basement and (laughs) there's a reason why this record that i'm doing now is it's it's just digital
0: yeah yeah, but one day, you know, you never know, it could, be, could come out on something, you know what I mean? Yeah, if I'd known how long it was going to take to put it out, I probably would You should have started two years ago. printed up some, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, all the record plants are, it seems like there's not enough of them. I mean, somebody could really make a fortune if they open up a few more mm-hmm. uh, uh, record plants, because I, I had a record pressed like four years ago, and it took two years to make. It was like, it took two years to wait. To get it's a long thing. time. It's a long time. I, and they said and at I, the time it's eight months. And like eight months? How did they turn into two years? What's going on here?
1: Yeah. And I hate waiting. <laughs> like if I if I if I did my part and I paid for my thing, like, do your part. Let's do this. Let's yeah. go.
0: Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. What are your thoughts on vinyl and, and that type of thing? What uh, do you think it's is it niche enough that people I mean, because obviously a big resurgence over the past ten years or so, but what do you, what's your thoughts on it
1: I like it I think anything that makes someone excited about listening to music or sort of thoughtfully kind of sit down and have a session where you're listening to music is a good thing like I do tend to listen to my music on the go on headphones and and I love it because it's comforting and I, and I like the way it sounds yeah and it can if you're on like a crappy walk home after a rough day of work and it's pouring down rain, you've still got this lovely thing with you. Um, but as a musician, it's it's nice to think that there is someone who is taking the time to, like, pull out your disc, put it on the player, set the volume, go back to the couch, and that's what they're going to be doing. That's great. My My brother and his wife have two little kids, and they just got a record player. And so my girlfriend and I Love going through our records and like, oh, what do you think we should bring over for Sunday dinner? and oh, Amazing, it's cool.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I I I I do enjoy. but Now we don't have a record player. We had one when my my wife before girlfriend we we lived, moved in together. We didn't get a TV. We had a record player, mm-hmm. and we had all my records, and we had all her records, and we had a pretty good amount of records. So all I would do, because I owned a recording studio at the time, I'd sit there and do jigsaw puzzles and listen to Elvis Costello records. Uh-huh. It was like no TV. It was awesome, you know. Now we have four of them. You know, it's like mm-hmm. four of them and three computers. And but yeah, I mean, it's like we swore we'll never get a TV in the room, we we'll never get the a TV in the bedroom, but we got a TV in the bedroom. You know, it's just it's the way you know. But I love those those moments of just like. Not having to worry about like what's on TV. Like there is a lost period of time Mm -hmm. between 1997 and 2001 where I have no idea what happened. Uh huh. I didn't know the news. I you know, and that's kind of cool in a way. It is kind of cool. Weird ignorance in a way. When someone's like, "What are your policies of the day?" I'm like, "I have no clue. I have no idea." Mm -hmm. And I'll tell Uh, you,
1: (laughs) I had all of my CDs boxed up in the basement and, and last year my girlfriend found them and she was like, what are these doing here? And like, we don't even have a CD player. She was like, we're getting a CD player. And then of course she built a box or like a, a, a case for all the CDs. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, And, and now we're kind of weirdly turning into CD people. Yeah. Did you alphabet, uh, how do you sort them? Cause there was always a conversation about how you sort your records uh, alphabetically. Do you do by band? Like how do you, it's got to be alphabetic. by band, but do you do band by release? It's like band is your your main point, and then the release uh, order. Just alphabetical
1: by artist, and then compilations at the end. Within a band, I don't I don't bother like making sure that the first record is the first one you're <laughs> going to come
0: across. That's where my I'm not idea. that fu- I'm not that fussy. Yeah, yeah. That's where my ADHD kind of my attention. That's where I get a little yeah funky. Oh, H- uh-huh. oh, what is it called, oh, uh, what is it called? Uh, OCD? OCD, yeah, that that jumps in. I don't know why. I like it. I like I like sorting stuff. Um, the world is there's enough chaos in the
1: world. If if it gives you some little bit of calm to get your records just the way you like them, <laughs> do it.
0: Problem is, is if someone touches your records and then you get free. I don't get freaked out because I have kids. Because they don't mm-hmm. they screw with everything. They have no yeah. care. like that how you deal with stuff whether it be the position of what your car seat is like where you're sitting Mm -hmm. to to how you set up the kitchen so i'm i've i've gotten better at it at sort of being more patient with with Mm -hmm. that type of stuff but uh i have uh plastered i have the song if you want to we'll take a quick listen if you sure you're good with that all right here it comes
1: My favorite part of this song is that part where it says, got to get my hand on the wheel. And there's that ride oh, yeah, symbol the bell. right there in that yeah. descending line. And if you've lived through like the butt rock era, you know that that is the objectively perfect thing to do in that part of the song.
0: Yeah. It's a- oh, yeah, for sure. The the, the 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 bell or a cowbell. I mean, cowbell is kind of trite but and maybe over overdone. Yeah. But that bell ride, yeah, it's great. That's it, yeah, it's a good record. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I I thought you were a band because I saw a bunch of guys playing in a van. I'm like, there's got to be a band.
1: I know it's confusing. Um, I just I I'm not a super outgoing guy. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not like an uh, enthusiastic frontman. Uh, The person that plays drums in those videos, Shane, is the singer for Bread and Butter, and he is like a classic front man. He's Mm -hmm. never sounds bad. His voice is crazy good, and he's got this wraparound smile, and he's excited to go meet new people at the venue. He's just... He's a total thoroughbred, and Mm -hmm. he's like one of the most like naturally talented musicians i've ever um, played with and mm. and his wife maria who plays the bass in the videos is also like she leads a band called acapulco lips and she's got this killer like girl group ronnie specter voice and they have this surf. i mean i wanted to get i needed some of their vibe <laughs> <laughs> so i just brought them in and yeah yeah and they did it Thank, thankfully they did it
0: yeah I mean that you sort of you sort of hit a point when it comes to today's musician needs to kind of not only be like good at playing their instrument but kind of good at showing what their image is you know yeah. and showing who they are and I mean it's kind of a thing now I mean especially with social media and keeping things going and I mean I uh, I I am a broken record by saying when did it become why does people have to be able to hold a conversation to make great art you know what i mean yeah. who, who's who made that rule you know i i think it's
1: always been a little bit true that like a, a pop musician or you know has to be they has they have to have something to do with promoting themselves or or be able to find someone that can do it um I just don't think anyone is that purely talented that they can just create something and set it on the curb and everyone will be like, Holy shit. There's the answer. Like you've always needed to have some of that self promotion, but yeah, it feels a little extra today. And like, you know, I've had some friends advising me on how to get the, the record out there and like, i started a tiktok account I'm like today i put something on tiktok i'm like i don't want this doesn't feel good this is not me this is oh no like what am i doing yeah
0: yeah but it's the necessary evil you have to you have to sort of do the thing i mean yeah. back in the day there used to be a whole team of people like i interviewed a guy who used to run mca records up here uh and mm-hmm. i talked to him and he's like listen there used to be 10 people working on your record like mm-hmm. it, it, was, it wasn't just you having to make sure you had a great social presence. There was people that dressed you. There was people that made sure that you were t- doing the right interview type and speaking to the right people. And they had, mm-hmm. they had an agenda to make sure that you were going to be a success. That is non-existent. And, yeah. and, and in a way yeah. it, it's kind of good that you're not sort of having to deal with like a label, big or small to do that type of stuff. But at the same time, it is slightly comforting knowing that you have a team of people, whether or not they're completely into your music or not. There's a right. team of people who have a job to do, and their job is to do that regardless if they like your music.
1: Yeah. And you know, now we're kind of at the point where the only people that really get their music out there are like, this is what music made by media savvy extroverts sounds like. <laughs> And maybe, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people who who can do all of that stuff. But gosh, for my part, I feel like I wrote the songs, I recorded the songs, I helped design the videos. Like I did all, like I'd done enough. Like I'm, I'm just going to put it on YouTube and talk to nice folks like you, <laughs>
0: That might just be about it. Well, that's all that matters, really, honestly, because it's, the fu- you know, when you do things like this, it's like you really kind of know who the people are. And that, you know, to me personally, when I meet when I meet someone and I like their uh, them as people, I generally like their music more. And I don't know if that's mm-hmm. sort of a, a weird, um, jaded way of looking at stuff, but I do, you know. And I think that people kind of think like me sometimes with stuff like that. And, you know, I've interviewed people who are like, we got three minutes because we're doing a load in. I'm like, all right, let's do this. And they mm-hmm. look like complete and utter fools because they were on mm-hmm. the show for three minutes because that's mm-hmm. what they thought it was. And they're like, well that doesn't work people want to know who you are and that's kind of cool and i mean this i this is a forum which i think is you know podcasts in general is a nice way to express yourself without having to you know do any weird stuff you know when it comes to promoting yourself which is that's why i like it you know i'm eight years strong man still been (laughs) and i love it but um are you making any plans to come out this way to Toronto? You can say no, but you can say yeah, because yeah it would be like an empty promise. Because we oh, yeah, we're totally going to be out there. <laughs> we're totally going to be out there. Ah, oh, wicked! That's oh, great. Well, you know, whenever you're out here, you let me know. See, that's another empty promise. Mm-hmm. Like ah, oh, you let me know, I'll be definitely there.
1: <laughs> the, the fun thing is for for the live version of this, the Morning People album. You know, there's like two or three guitar parts in each song and lots of harmonies and the drums and the bass. And there's even like a little keyboard on one song. And I didn't want, you know, all of these people who are my friends who are, are playing with me have other projects. They have, you know, a lot going on. And so I wanted to make it as easy as I could. So I'm just filling the state. There's, there's four people playing guitar. Oh, wicked. So like nobody has to go from playing the rhythm part to the lead part to grabbing a harmony and jumping back and putting your head down and getting your cues. So I just want everyone to have an easy, as easy as it can be. Yeah. And I'm not like a talented guitar player. So none of the parts are that hard. I think they they just fit together nicely. So that's great. So with, with four of us kind of hacking away, it, it actually is sounding pretty good. Yeah. And so we'll have six
0: people packed into that little Astro van you're doing like a little broken social scene. That's like half a broken social scene you're on tour with, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that you know, that's actually an interesting cause then you start making things kind of bombastic at the same time, as well as an experience, you know, because that's 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 kind of cool having four different guitar players. The problem is how many breakers are you gonna trip at these venues because you got too much power plugged in? That's we're we're, we're gonna find the out. Bigger question I have. That's the most poignant question I've asked yeah. all night. How much power it's, are you gonna draw?
1: It, it's gone okay so far. You know, we're we are all down there practicing in my basement uh these days, and I live in a house that is about a hundred years old, and the electricity is from like the early electrification of Seattle, Washington. Amazing. So we're doing okay.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. We're hanging in there. Yeah. Well, you know, if you ever uh if you do ever make it out to Toronto, I do I offer you a, a a a warm shower and a uh and a couple couches and uh a good conversation, maybe a dinner. There might be a dinner involved. Beautiful. Anytime a band stayed over, I always make dinner. The question is is it, if whatever your dietary concerns are, I will address those accordingly. Um okay. but yeah, No, but I, you know, it's good seeing people still making music and doing it for the the right reasons, which is what I appreciate in all of this. There's a level of uh, honesty in music that I think needs to sort of keep needs to poke through a little bit more. And I, yeah, and I like meeting people like you that you could tell there's no pretense. It's awesome. Well, and especially with this record,
1: you know, I've I've been through a few different genres and eras of music. And, you know, when I was uh, in my like late teens and early 20s, like the whole like grunge style of lyrics, like Nirvana lyrics, you don't super duper know what they meant.
0: No. The music was
1: compelling as hell, like super, I love that stuff. And I definitely kind of put on that coat for a while and the lyrics of my songs, Be pretty impenetrable Mm -hmm. but like just starting with the first song on this record i would just maybe it's the era of my life but like i i just tried to be as open as i can and it feels really good
0: yeah 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 that's a tricky one too when you start understanding what what lyrics actually mean (laughs) right Mm -hmm. so you know when you're like oh i mean sometimes i mean personally it's like I, i don't like I like telling stories and I like people making up their own images based on the stories. Cause I think that's my interesting part of it. that's what I like, you know, bands to, that I like to do. I can draw my own conclusions, but, mm-hmm. uh, when you're too on the nose and I don't, that's my biggest fear is like, don't be on the nose. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. That's a death sentence, you know? <laughs> so, but, uh, no, man, it's great. And, you know, and this is, um, it's 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 out already or is when is it out june or something when is it? june 23rd
1: yeah. the whole record is out mm-hmm. um and so this is just the plastered is just the first single and plastered is a little tongue in cheek that song mm-hmm. but um there's some there's some moments on the record that are just very very honest i was you know you could say anything in the world and i decided i would just kind of say how i was feeling and what i was going through it's amazing and trying to make it compelling.
0: Well, you know, I wish you luck and, uh, you know, let's don't be a stranger. You know, if you ever need, if you ever need any of this stuff, come through, you can go through chat or come just, you, you got my contact info, you know, I by do. all means, yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I, I do enjoy talking with people and, uh, I make time to do that. And I love doing podcasts and I love talking to people who I don't know, which is great.
1: Simon, I'd love to catch up again sometime.
0: Amazing, man. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for doing it. And, uh, um, we'll talk soon. All right. Have a good one. That was Mason Lowe. Go check out his new record, which we call Morning People, out June 23rd on Kill Room Records. And check out the advanced single plastered, which is pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, it's nice to talk to people that I don't know. I, I meant that. I meant that. It's good to it's good to branch out and meet new people. And uh, I'm pretty sure this one had minimal pandemic Conversations. It feels like the pandemic is uh, part of people's uh, psyche. is no longer um, entering into everybody's conversation, which is awesome. Anyways, I appreciate y'all listening to the show. Thank you so much. I'll be taking a week off. I'm going to be on holidays. I'll be back. I am actually might be able to get one more out in a week or so, uh, but we'll see. I have an interview coming up later today, which I hope to have out by next week. Okay, so that's enough enough for me thank you so much again for listening to the show i hope to see you again and ta-ta